everyone. You're listening to the Sailing to Success podcast show where we share practical tips and strategies to help you be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. I'm Lindsay Phillips, founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, and I'll be your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. So you're going to hear from guest Nick Loper, host of Side Hustle Show, who's built a huge following for his podcast, and he's going to share with us his success tips and what he calls climbing the listener pyramid. So if you're looking to start a podcast or you're growing your podcast following, you are definitely going to want to listen to this one. So let's set sail. Hey folks, as mentioned, I'm super thrilled of having Nick Loper. So he helps people earn money outside of their day job. He's an author, he's an online entrepreneur, he does guest speaking, and he's the host of the Best Business Podcast nominated Side Hustle Show, which features new part-time business ideas each week. And as Chief Side Hustler at SideHustleNation.com, he, of course, loves deconstructing the tactics and strategies behind building extra income streams. And I was lucky enough to be on a summit with Nick and a couple of other great entrepreneurs. And I mean, he has grown his podcast dramatically. His following is colossal. So, and I loved what he had to say about how to grow a podcast and, uh, and some great success tips. So I'm really excited at picking your brain, Nick Loper. <laughs> Welcome to my show. Let's do it, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. You betcha. So why don't we start with talking about you know, what is Side Hustle Nation and kind of what that means. Sure. So side hustle for a quick definition, anything you're doing outside of your day job to earn extra money, earning extra money never goes out of style. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a, maybe that's a recession proof business in itself, but really this started as a side project to the the main business that I was running at the time, which was a footwear comparison shopping site, super random, which started of course as a side hustle to my day job. That was, that was the original side hustle was selling shoes on the internet or helping other companies sell shoes on the internet, I should say, and earning an affiliate commission on, uh, on those sales. But, you know, years and years deep into running this business, always like, you know, kind of had this diversification, um, play in my mind. Like I want to develop, you know, multiple, projects, multiple streams of income. And at the same time, like I've been blogging for years, kind of on a personal domain and nobody ever read it because there's no, you know, coherent theme or anything. (laughs) There's no reason for anybody to read it unless you like personally knew me. And there was kind of this soul searching moment of like, you know, what do you want to be known for when people Google you? What do you get really excited about talking about? And like this you know, this lower risk brand of entrepreneurship, this like, okay, you can start something on the side and slowly build that up mm-hmm. like that. We kept like, you know, you, you, I couldn't let it die. And so that's kind of where uh, the, the side hustle nation blog and podcast started kind of spring of 2013. I love that. And um, I read on your site and I, I captured this quote cause I really liked it because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. I love that. That was on the intro of the podcast for like the first 230 episodes. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I got the, I like this that. Fiverr voiceover guy. He's like yelling at it. He's like, your <laughs> nine to five <laughs> makes you alive. And just like, yeah. But That's so cool. <laughs> and it's true. And you know what? I was one of them. I had a, um, when my kids were young, I had a part-time job and in a publishing company. 
and, uh, you know, making a whopping 11 to $14 an hour Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, started doing, you know, VA stuff online and, you know, that was my side hustle, right? Like getting that going and then growing it. And then eventually you get to a point where you're burning the candles at both ends. Um, So was your goal to build this, like just keep the side hustle going or to make it where you ditch the day job and your side hustle becomes a full hustle, I guess? Yeah. So when I was building the the shoe business, I definitely had that hope in the back of my mind. And at the very beginning, it probably was more optimistic than it, than it should have been, but like, Hey, you know, I have very little desire to climb the corporate ladder here at work. You know, this could be my thing. This could be my escape path. Mm-hmm. And it took three years of nights and weekends, but it ended up being the escape path. I was I remember being out to dinner with my boss and like, it, t- it still took me a couple years or a couple beers to kind of, you know, build up the nerve to, to be like, I'm out, you know? And it was yeah. just like this huge weight. Like it was a really exciting time, a really freeing time. And, it, you know, the entrepreneurial roller coaster has been lots of ups and downs since then, you know, up to that point, like, Hey, you know, nothing bad had ever really happened, but it's right, been right. lots of challenges <laughs> since then, but it's been almost, it's been nine years and it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. It's been fun. No, exactly. Yeah. I, I still remember that moment too, where it's like, it, it's where you, even when you decide, right. And then you have to tell someone and make that decision and then it's final. And then it's like, you really have to walk the talk. <laughs> it's yeah. like, holy crap. <laughs> like, is this even allowed? Like, am I going to be, I'm going to be in charge of cutting my own paycheck and I'm going to really put my money where my mouth is and say, yeah, this thing is sustainable. Now that was, and that's the advantage of kind of doing it on the side is you have this track record of earnings yeah. history and you could say, well, you know, for the last six months, the average revenue at least covers my expenses or something. You know, a lot of people are out to replace their, their full day job salary, which is awesome, but maybe a more attainable goal. Hopefully if you're living below your means is like, well, if I can cover my expenses, I've got some history. And then with given an extra first week, I could see how I could, I could get there. I could easily kind of, my a recent guest called it getting, getting the ship close to the dock. And I really nice. like that. I really like I that phrase. Like, that. like, okay, I'm within striking distance of, of, you know, my, my revenue. Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So how did your podcast, like what made you start your podcast? Probably peer pressure. I don't know. It was like everybody else was like, you got to do a podcast. iTunes yeah. is the future. And I, you know, a few years before that, everybody was saying the same thing about YouTube and video. Oh, you got to do mm. It's like, oh, I definitely don't want to be on video. Like that sounds horrible. And it was, so I missed the vote on that. I was like, well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a podcast. Like this seems like no idea, the business model, no idea how to do this. No, mm-hmm. you know what I started for less than a hundred bucks. I think it was a $50 mic and maybe, I don't even know if I bought any software. Maybe I found like a free Skype recording thing. I watched some free tutorial on like how to set this thing up in, in iTunes. And even then there was still this inertia of like, well, until you schedule that first interview, nothing yeah. is going to happen. You're like, well, you know, that's the one, of the, one of the biggest like realizations of being in kind of the solopreneur, self-employed space. It's like if something is sitting on your to-do list and it sits there for, for weeks and weeks, it's like, nobody else is going to do that. It's, a, it's, a, no. it's on you to get that done. But also no one's going to be on your back about it either. <laughs> yeah. It you can was, get away with more, I think. 
yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot of accountability there. So how, like, did you, did it take a while for you to get your, your listeners up or was it just like it went Bible right off the cuff or how did that, I mean, you have a lot of downloads and a lot of followers. Um, how did you get to that point? It's been a long and slow climb. Mm-hmm. I think there were, so I launched in May of 2013 and probably had less than 200 downloads like before that month mm-hmm. turned over, you know, it was not, you know, this crazy viral overnight hit right out of the gate. What, what it was in, in the first the first five episodes, the first 50 episodes, like if I listen back, they're, they're, they're rough. Cause it's yeah. like, you don't know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to be an interview. You don't have to sound natural behind the mic. And these are the episodes that I like asked my like personal network, like my friends to go listen to download, leave a rating, leave a review in iTunes. And it's just like, Oh man, you know, it's kind of, it's embarrassing to think about it now, but when you don't have, that audience, like you kind of have to manufacture mm-hmm. one out of the beginning and same thing. So I think iTunes works similar to Amazon, similar to Google, similar to Airbnb, similar, you know, all these similar to Udemy, like all of these kind of like micro search engines where it's like, if you can give it a little push, yeah, then the algorithms start to work in your right. favor. And I think that's kind of what happened with iTunes. Of course you want to do you know, you do your iTunes optimization, right? Like consider what keywords you want to be searched for in your show title and your author tag and stuff. Um, there's been some evidence that like your description apparently doesn't matter at all, but like your episode titles definitely matter if people are searching mm. for content on specific topics. So there's that element. And then there's the element of like, well, the same thing as launching a blog. Like you're kind of launching into the, into the ether and you know, if you don't tell anybody about it, nobody's (laughs) going to know that it's there. So you have to give it that initial push. And so for me, what that looked like was going through my Gmail contacts. Like I had no email list. So I, you know, went through my Gmail contacts like one by one, like letter by letter, just to see what would pop up I in the suggestion. I remember you saying that. I'm boxes. like, that's time consuming, but yeah, I mean, it a, worked. <laughs> it, so yeah, what was awful about this is like later I discovered under, so if I'm in Gmail, there's like in the top left corner, there's a little like drop down, and it says contacts. So you can like export your contacts into Excel. That would make life a lot easier, but I didn't even know yeah. that existed. So I was just like <laughs> typing like A, A, A. Oh, I've I haven't that. emailed Aaron in a while. Yep. You know, and see what pops up. And said, Hey, you know, what's, what's going on, man? I just launched this new show. Um, you don't even have to listen to it. Every download helps. <laughs> and just like asking people to, uh, to go check it out to see if you could spike those, uh, spike those numbers a little bit. And it was, it was off to the races. Nice. And I think there's a valuable lesson in there. And, and you were saying, you know, how you, you go back to your first um, few podcasts and that they were rough and it's like, God, if I, I almost feel like I need to reinvite those first few guests back. Cause they kind of got a raw deal being my newbies. <laughs> um, and <laughs> yeah, we should, we should re-record this. I know. Right. It's like, and I'm just, you have to start somewhere and you know, you can do it on a shoestring budget. Right. And, and just know that your first few are, they might suck and it's not the end of the world they get better, you get more comfortable, you know, you grow listeners organically. And yeah, I just, you know, it it can be scary, but you have to start somewhere. 
Do you ever on the on the blogging side, have you ever gone through like the content audit process where you delete, you know, content that's not relevant or you kind of combine stuff that you know would be better served as like an ultimate resource versus, you know, onesie twosie posts? I have never done that. So <laughs> this is like an SEO play, right? It's like if I can consolidate yeah. my resources on the blogging front, you know, I don't want to dilute my you know, SEO juice over across 500 <laughs> posts. If only two of them, 200 of them are like really good or do anything for me, but it's like, you know, so I've deleted hundreds of posts from the site, but I, you know, I can never delete a podcast. It's like part of the archive oh, that's forever. Funny. Cause it would look weird. Like, Hey, what happened to episode three? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's all part of the, uh, the, um, the canon there. That's part of your journey. Right. Yes. And, and there's, you know what? I just figure there's value in every episode. You may listen to it and cringe and think, Oh, I don't know if that's the best one. But it's like, and especially like you and I, we interview, you know, great people and they all have value. They all have amazing tips and strategies to share and someone's going to get something out of it, you know? So yeah. And the exciting thing is you probably get these notes too. It's like people going back, oh man, I just discovered your show. I binge listened from the beginning. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> dedication. I'm sorry. But, that's awesome. And, but it's like, so, so those first few episodes, nobody was listening at the time, but now yeah, they yeah. got thousands and thousands of downloads, which is pretty cool. That is a great point. Um, now I know um, you're a great speaker and you spoke at Podcast Movement. And you've got some more coming up and you spoke about climbing the listener pyramid. What does that mean? So for a podcaster, this is your Mount Everest. This is, you know, the, the ascension that you want to kind of take, uh, take listeners on. And it actually starts before listeners. So the base of the pyramid is strangers. And that's the biggest part of the pyramid because most people have never heard of you. And most people statistically haven't exactly. even heard of a podcast, which is cool because it's like, there's nowhere to go, but up. that's one of the reasons I'm excited about the medium in general. Cause like mm -hmm. once people discover it, you know, if they're anything like me, man, they're hooked. It's like, okay, what else, what else is out there? Yeah. So strangers at the bottom of the pyramid, listeners on tier two, you know, you got them, you, you're in their earbuds, you got people to tune in. That's fantastic. After that, you have subscribers and you have fans at the very top of the pyramid and trying to work your way up that pyramid and, and trying to convert strangers into listeners, into subscribers, into fans. I love that. And because you... I, I don't know if other people think this, but to me, it's like, okay, you want to hook people to get listeners and then, you know, you eventually want to get them into your sphere and your e-list somehow and have some call to action. But it's hard. I mean, there's so many listeners out there that you have no idea who they are. You have no idea where they are. It's hard to make that connection. But I, I like the thought of having strangers obviously attract listeners, get them to subscribe, but also to make them into fans. I've never really thought of it, thought of it that way before. Yeah. The fans are the people who are, you know, listening to every minute of every episode. Mm. They're opening all your emails. They're buying your product. They're like kind of the early beta testers for your products. They're on the, <laughs> the launch team for your, you know, book releases and right. stuff like they're, they're advocates for you and they, and they advocate for you to their friends, like to other people, hey, you got to check this out. You got to check out this, um, you know, you won't believe what I just heard, right? Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's what's cool. And so we talked about kind of like the direct outreach form of marketing. If you don't have an email list, well, you got, <laughs> you, you probably got like years and years of, of email history or contact history, right? That can be an email list. Your, your Facebook friends can be a makeshift email list that, you know, don't spam everybody all at once. Um, your LinkedIn contacts can be an email list. So that's kind of one way to go about it. Even um, a friend of mine 
Steve Young hosts a show called App Masters. And when he started, it was called Mobile App Chat back in the day. But he landed this like big name interview for him. He was like the co-founder of Shazam. So he tells me the story about like, you know, doing all this outreach, like pestering this guy on Twitter, like trying to get him on the show. Mm. Finally lands the interview. And he's like, well, this is a, you know, this was a really great episode. You know, I can't just sit on it and you yeah, know, kind yeah. of wait for something to happen. So he like proactively crawls the Google play apps for email addresses for th- the top 300 app developers and sends them all a one-on-one message. Look, Hey, I don't have anything to sell you. All I want you to do is go check out this episode. I just interviewed the co-founder Shazam. You know, we talked about, you know, point one, two, and three, you know, on how to grow your app business, whatever it is. And it, you know, for one, it was like, you know, the level of hustle required to do that. Seriously, but right? It kind of, I imagine it kind of stood out in the clutter for these developers yeah. inboxes to say like, oh man, I, this guy's sending me a one-on-one email with no ask other than to go listen to this free podcast. Like, right. I, I, I guess I should check it out. Well, curiosity, if nothing else, right? Yeah. So I really liked, I liked that, kind of that direct outreach, you know, build your own, uh, you know, build your own email list from, you know, you probably have a bigger audience than you give yourself credit for yeah. out of the gate. We'll, we'll phrase it that way. And we talked a little bit about the iTunes optimization just being cognizant of the keywords that you're targeting. So I want to rank for terms like side hustle. I want to rank mm-hmm. for terms like business ideas and stuff like that versus, you know, if you nowadays like have decent Google rankings as well, but when I'm starting out, like I don't have any of those either, but iTunes is a smaller search engine and a much simpler search right. engine to play in uh, as well. I know. Um, so in other words, um, I love the what not to do's. What's the worst title that you've seen? <laughs> Gosh, I did an interview and they, dutifully the guy sends me, you know, hey, your episode is live today. Thanks so much for joining me. Here's a link to check it out. I click on it and it's like 33-Nick Loper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? Who, who is going to listen to this? Who cares? Like, what's in it for me? Yeah. What's in it for me? What keyword? What am I going to learn? Um, you know, who's this for? And so mm-hmm. trying to be... Because that's that's what got me hooked on podcasting initially. I clicked a link from Twitter or Facebook or someplace, and remember being like physically upset when I real like I'm like scrolling through this what turned out to be the show notes page, and being like, oh, this is this is audio like you you whatever you promised in the headline you buried 40 minutes deep into this mp3 file and it was like pre-smartphone so i could figure out how to get this thing onto my <laughs> device and but once i did i was hooked i was like oh my gosh this is amazing like all of a sudden every dog walk every trip to the gym yeah yeah every car ride so was easy like, oh i could be learning you know this is fantastic you know i'm just like eating this stuff up and i think for a lot of people, especially people who are new to the medium, like you have the chance to be their introduction. Yeah. And that is really, really cool. I agree. And it's, yeah. And I kind of set you up for that answer on someone saying episode 21 and your name. It's like, <laughs> I see that sometimes and I just cringe. <laughs> or even when people um, on social, hey, my new episode's out, check it out. And it's like, there's no hook. There's no... Yeah, what's it about? I know. Oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> now, what that's, is, that's where I start. That like, crazy? Yeah, that's where I kind of start the episode creation process now is what's the hook? You know, yeah. if I can't come up with like the title or the, you know, what's the compelling reason like that, it makes it so much harder to 
record and you get pitches and you probably get them too. It's like, I would love to come on and, and tell my story. It's like, well, that's great. And I'm sure it's an amazing story, but like, why, why, why should people tune into that and trying to be trying to structure the, the conversation around those, those takeaways and stuff like that's been, that's been helpful. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I mean, there are some podcasts that are just stories, but that's their angle, right? Where it's, like for me, I like my podcast to have concrete, you know, inspirational tips or strategies that they can take home or even concepts, right. That just move you forward in your business or your marketing. Um, so going back to, you know, strangers, to listeners, to subscribers, to fans, at which level is the hardest, which conversion, I guess you could say. That's a good question. The, you know, getting somebody who's never listened to a podcast before to like figure out iTunes, how to figure uh-huh. out how to download your thing like that, you know, there's a little bit of a, maybe a, a cultural or a habitual right. hurdle to overcome there. Oh, I'm used to, I normally listen to morning talk radio in the car. Or I normally listen to music in the car. Like, Oh, you know, I normally drive in silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, that might be the biggest hurdle to overcome because once you get, somebody in the door mm-hmm. it I, I don't know i think it's easier to it's the really the biggest the biggest advantage that you have as a podcaster is being able to tap into word of mouth and we can talk about you know pinterest tactics and instagram mm-hmm. tactics you know all this you know seo itunes seo and stuff but really the most overlooked you know, tactic of podcast marketing is just word of mouth. And it it comes down to making something that's, that's worthy of being shared. That's too good. That's too good not to be shared. The, the one I'm obsessed with lately is hardcore history. You ever listened to this guy's show? I know. So he was, he was one of the keynote speakers at podcast movement and people had recommended his show, Dan Carlin's hardcore history for, for years, but I never listened to it because I would look it up and be like five hours for an episode. You gotta be kidding me. Holy Anna, seriously, five hours. Yeah. And I'm, so I'm like, now I'm, 13 hours deep or something into the history of world war one. It's like this six part epic saga <laughs> and I'm, I'm hooked. Like, like I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get in the car. Cause I know it's like, okay, I'm going to get, and he's such a good storyteller and he weaves all this stuff. Yeah. And I have no idea how much of this is scripted versus off the cuff, but it's like, Crazy. it's really, really well done. And he's got, you know, millions and millions of listeners, but he, he checks the box. It's too good not to share. Cause here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's almost like a, a book on tape, so to speak, if he's a great storyteller and, um, but you've got me intrigued cause I do like history. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. I mean, the, uh, the blueprint for Armageddon, the, the world war one, series is i mean yeah i'm because because what you get in history class is like oh they shot some guy in uh, in the balkans and then they you know there's a bunch of trenches over here and then there were some australians you know over in turkey and like that's all you get and then america comes in and then, <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but he's like going into the trenches like really into the oh, details cool. like and trying to like put Paint yourself a picture in, yeah yeah it's, it's horrifying and and fascinating all right. at once. almost like a movie but in audio 
yeah, really, really cool stuff. So there's an example of something too good yeah. to, uh, to ignore. Um, Pat Flynn, I think is, is an example. Some of his episodes really check the box for me where it's like, especially if it's a business model that you haven't heard of and you, you end up forwarding it to half a dozen friends, like you got to check this out. This is going to make you money. You should totally do this. Like, you know, stuff like that really works. There's, I don't know, you're, you're, you're north of Toronto. Are you a baseball fan? Um, not really. Not we're, really. We're, we're, we're die hard Maple Leaf. Uh, yeah, fans, I was say, it's got to be. It's, it's already hockey. hockey season. Yeah. <laughs> there, whether or not you're baseball fan, yeah. this is like a really funny episode of a show called The Dollop. It's like a comedy podcast. They they find this pitch. I don't know if they're just like reading off his Wikipedia page or what, but they find this pitcher from like 1900, who was a really good pitcher, but really a crazy dude. Like they tell stories about him, like chasing fire trucks that would drive past the stadium. And, you know, fans would bring puppies into the stands to like try and distract him. He's just like, he'd wrestle alligators or something in the off season, like a hilarious episode about this dude. And so I tell, I tell that story too. Cause I was like, I went as soon as I listened to it, I, you know, sent it to half a dozen other people. Like, you got it. You got to check this out. I know. I like those comedy ones. I have to say a friend of mine, uh, Jessica Rhodes, she has started one um, with her uh, partner in crime there, Margie. And so it's woman splaining. I'm like, that's hilarious. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but cause it's pretty new, but yeah. So <laughs> you got to have uh, some humor in some of them sometimes. Right. I like it. I like it. And the cool thing about podcasting is there's something for everyone out there. So it's like, and, and just to niche, don't be afraid to niche down on something really specific. Right. You know, it's a whole, a whole show about, gosh, what was the one? Somebody, yeah, a couple, in a couple of weeks on the side hustle show, this dude has built a five figure a month business podcasting about air conditioning training, like how to become an HVAC tech. <laughs> and it's like, he's got sponsors the whole night. He's got a huge Facebook this? following. This is uh, Brian or from, um, oh, okay. what's the name of the podcast? HVAC school podcast. Yeah. I know a lot of people in that sphere. So I was kind of <laughs> see if I knew the name. Yeah, I know. You think really that could take off. That's a thing, but yeah, there's something for everyone. It's something for everyone. Now I'd like to dig in a little bit on converting. So, you know, you've, you've moved people from strangers to listeners. You've got some great downloads. What are some or a couple of great ways to convert them to your e-list or convert them to subscribers? Do you have any, a uh, couple of strategies that are, have really worked well for you? So the one that best for me is a content upgrade strategy, mm. which is basically saying, Hey, you know, you, you listen to this episode, but wait, there's more, you know, you can get the, you know, the action item checklist. You can get the extended uh, the extended audio version, you know, Hey, after we hit the record button or after we hit the stop button, we, you know, had a 10 minute bonus round. We, you know, the cheat sheet. So what I do is like the episode summary, basically write up kind of not, not a full transcript, but kind of like, here's yeah. the high, highlights of what we talked right. about and, and stuff like that. That's been working really well, really for the last three years. Awesome. Um, it, it, it took <laughs> It took, you know, 60, 63 episodes to figure out that, look, this is not going to be a business on its own. It's a content marketing channel. Yeah. And when I started treating it as such, that, uh, that really helped move things along. So I think I, in the first 14 months, you had an email list of a thousand at that point, mm -hmm. which I was happy with. Hey, a thousand mm -hmm. people volunteered to hear from me. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But 
you know, after implementing the content upgrade strategy on the podcast within three months, it was 3000 within six months, wow. it was 6,000. So really nice. kind of was the inflection point for the business. And what it, what it sounds like in practice is like, Hey, um, you know, you can find the notes and links for this episode at, you know, blah, blah, blah URL. While you're there, you can download the free PDF highlight reel summary of, uh, of the episode look, you don't have to take notes. We did it for you. You know, whatever pitch, right. you know, it's got all of my guests' top tips from this conversation. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad it worked really well for you. Um, I know it's worked really well for a couple of clients of mine. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. It's just not enough yeah, time I was going to ask you, do, do something similar? <laughs> I haven't. I've done a couple of content upgrades for, for blogs, but um, I haven't for podcasts. Well, now, now if, if, if you're... Yeah, if you're a blogger and you're listening to this, one of the most surprising and easiest content upgrades to do, especially if you have a really long post, like 4,000 plus words, hey, would you like a PDF version of this post? It's going to take you a while to read. Why don't you save it for later? Right. And it's crazy. That is easy. It's just, you know, copy and paste this stuff into Word and, you know, format it so it looks nice and you're you're good to go. And I'm just, I've been always surprised with how many people uh, take me up on that. Yeah, that's nice. Great tips. And um, how do we, are there any tips for making, you know, you get, you've got a bunch of listeners. How do you make them raving fans or is it anything that you even have control over? Well, in, people in a lot either of ways, love you or they don't, I guess. Yeah, in a lot of ways, <laughs> it's like self-selecting. People can just tune out if they don't want to. But a couple things that come to mind is probably um, consistency. I, I swear I had another C. It was going to be like CCR, like uh, credence. Cool. It was going nice. to be um, consistent. <laughs> probably, I forget what the other C was, but okay. um, consistency and results really yeah. are the two the two main components. Like what result do people get from listening to you? Is it education? Is it entertainment? Is it you know they're going to make more money in their business. Like that's, that's really the result that I'm aiming to deliver for people is mm -hmm. the emails that come back and say, I listened to this episode. I took action and nice. I've already made $500 or I've, I've already Sweet. landed three clients or, you know, whatever it is. I've already doubled my traffic, you know, stuff like that. Really, really rewarding for me. Like, yeah. it's, you know, okay. I know because it's such an anonymous medium, you know, who's anybody I out know. there listening? But like when you see, when you get those kind of notes back, it's, okay, people are listening, people are taking action. That's really cool. So that's kind of on the results side, like what, yeah. you know, what's the outcome that somebody ought to, ought to get from listening to this. And then on the consistency standpoint, I mean that from both the publishing, um, you know, publishing schedule, like, Hey, we're going to do a weekly show. It comes out every Thursday at this time or, you know, whatever schedule that works for you, you know, don't, you know, you know I don't think you need to go crazy and do like a five day a week type of thing, but the consistency in, in scheduling, because it's, it's a taking a page out of, you know, TV's playbook where yeah. it's you're there every, every weeknight at whatever time, like this is my, my show comes on. And so it's like, you kind of build yourself into people's drive times into people's mm -hmm. weekly routines, right, right. Um, which is, you know, a really powerful, uh, really powerful place to be. Like if I, at this point, if I missed an episode, I have a feeling people would, would send me a note, be like, hey, what's going on? Whereas if I missed a blog post, like I don't, nobody's going to be like, Hey dude, where right. are you? you know, they're like, there are people you've got who are a loyal like, following, right? That yeah. People are like, Oh, every attention. Thursday, I'm looking forward. And the other piece of consistency is in the content itself. And you don't need to be 
a machine and to kind of ask the same questions every single time. But there's like on the, on the radio show that I grew up listening to in, in Seattle, it's like every morning getting ready for school, they had like this 10 question trivia game and it was called beat the producer. And you know, it was going to come on at seven forty every morning. And then after that, they're going to do traffic. And after that, they're going to do the news. And then, you know, so just kind of like, it was part of the rhythm of it. And I think you can do the same thing on your show with, you know, the language that you use mm-hmm. to introduce the show, the language that you use to ask people to download the content upgrade, the language that you use to introduce a sponsor. And there's an element of that that kind of becomes a familiarity. Yeah. One of the shows that does, does really well with this, not necessarily from like a language and verbal verbiage standpoint, but from like an inside joke standpoint is uh, the fizzle show, which is like a, you know, entrepreneurial community, kind of like, you know, how to start your thing on the side (laughs) where they have all these like inside jokes where it's like, if it's your first time listening, you're kind of like, these guys are goofy, but if it's your 10th or hundredth time listening, you kind of, you're in on it. And then that makes you feel, you feel like you're, you know, you're part of the cool kids. And so it's like a balance because every, every episode is going to be somebody's first time listening to you, but it's yeah. also going to be somebody's 10th or a hundredth time. And so there's a balance. Uh, it's a balance there. That's cool. You've given us some really great tips and you're so right on the consistency. Um, I've seen so many podcasters that have started and they're like, Oh, I didn't get a sale from it after two months. <laughs> I'm bailing. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, it is a long game. Right. And you know, you've started, you've been consistent, you've seen results, you've tweaked it. Um, and it, it didn't happen overnight and that's okay. That's kind of the way it goes. Yeah. It's like four years into this journey and it's become, well, it's a lot like Cal Newport's not, uh, not deep work. What was his older one? Uh, so good. They can't ignore you mm-hmm. where it's like, Hey, don't start a business around your passions, yes. start a business around a skill. And then that'll become a passion over time. So I didn't, Although I didn't have necessarily have a skill for podcasting at the beginning, either. but it became, uh, it became a passion over time because, yeah. you know, you saw results where it was, it ended up being fun. It's kind of turned into my art, my craft, like each week, like to, to edit and structure the show in a way that, uh, that you want to make it a tight listening experience. Like it's become a passion of mine over, you know, over the last four years. Awesome. And kudos to you. So do you think you'll be doing it still for the next four years? I'd love to be doing it for the next four years. It's, it's weird to think you about that. You still love it? Like you, you still love it? Yeah. I mean, this is like the highlight of my week. Like Thursday oh, awesome. is podcast day. It's, it's, it's a challenge to kind of, you know, try and continually stepping up the game. Yeah. The only, the only thing that's weird about it is, you know, the work I was doing five years ago would be unrecognizable to the work that I'm doing today mm-hmm. and the work I was doing five years before that. So it's hard to kind of extrapolate out into the future. True. But if, uh, if life allows me to continue, I'd love <laughs> to keep it going. Awesome. Good for you. And thank you so much for sharing all your success, success tips. And um, yeah, I'm sure you will kick some more butt as you, you move on over the next number of years. Who you knows bet. what you'll do? <laughs> Who knows? Who Imagine knows? how many followers you'll have then. Holy Hannah, Batman. Oh, scary to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm so happy that we can learn from, from your successes and and the different pointers. And again, I loved how you talked about the climbing the listener pyramid. I know when we were on that summit, that just really resonated with me. So I'm really thrilled to be able to share that with my listeners. Thank you for that. Thanks. uh, Thanks for having me, Lindsay. 
Awesome. So that's it today, folks, for this episode of Sailing to Success podcast show. Of course, you can find this episode and others along with my videos and blogs at lindsayphillips.com. And of course, if you are looking to start your own podcast or you know, outsource some of the podcast production, you can go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com. Start here. And so I wish you all a profitable and productive week and may the winds always be at your back. 